0: And the mice keep running, and running, 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 And the mice keep running, running, and running, running, and running, 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 and running, running, and running, running, and running, running, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 321, as I'm going to be joined by three special guys doing three special books, and also maybe me doing a book on my own at the end of all of this, and surprise guests. One more surprising than the next is what we will have here. You can guess or play along here and decide if you can figure out who that would be, but before we do that, let me tell you that if you want to find us, go over to Twitter at WSMarvel Comics. WS means weird science. Weird science, Marvel Comics makes sense. Also, you can go to our Patreon and you can support the podcasts that you get here, but also get a lot of podcasts in return. One of the big things is our weekly Marvel Comics Spotlight podcast that is exclusive to the Patreon where the bad asses, the get fresh, koop, beep, boop, They end up picking two books out of the books that week, and that's what we end up talking about on that spotlight. This week, they end up picking some pretty big ones. I don't know if you've heard of these. We got Spider Man, Spider Shadow number four, and also Sinister War number one. I talked with Brandon about Spider Shadow, and then me and Clay went through Sinister War in a podcast that was just under about 22 seconds under being an hour in length. So if you want to go and listen to that again, Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science and get a bunch of other things, including some early access stuff, the Star Wars podcast that so we do each week that is early access, but also some DC stuff, some indie stuff. Right now, not that it's Marvel, but we're doing our July book of the month, me and Stork, and we are going through DC's Kingdom Come. But in August, we're then going to select a Marvel trade or graphic novel for the book of the month at that point now with all of that it hasn't been something that i've done a lot but i said i'm going to do it from now on here on the marvel podcast because when i say hey those are the badasses that get fresh crew boop, boop, and i do that you know you're like who are these who are these bad butts who are these people you are well, you going to find out once again right now as i give you a bit of the badass roll call uh uh yeah uh, that's how I used to rap back in the day. My name is Jim, and you can call me Jim. I don't think that's really rapping. That's my rap. It's never was very good. My rap game is down. Here are the bad badasses. Ted Probst. I love Punchline. That doesn't make sense here at the Marvel. Boris Pauly, Optimus Prime, Cam, Joseph Leipzig, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, all new debut. Lady Abby, Red, Matches Balone, Niels Tewart there in Germany, uh-uh, David Pink, Joey Bercasco, Steven Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocket, Comic Boom YouTube channel, go check him out, Seller Dweller, Mark Jager, Aldrin Stosian, Nick Adams, Phil Beer of the Batpod, Ruben, Carlos, Lom of Marv, Luke Hollywood, The Hollywood Kid. Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew Belfast. He's still probably on holiday. Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Dalton Edom, my man Pete from NYC, Sailor Moon Mark, my man Rob Lewis, B. Muir, that's Brandy Murray, that we'll hear later, and Double A Ron. Shout out to Double A Ron, all-time great Reggie. And those are the people that you can blame when we have things like a sinister ward number one. On the Patreon spotlight or maybe a spider shadow number four. So, yeah, you can blame all of them. But if you want to go into that fight through, you could go up to that level on the Patreon. Or you could just start at a dollar, get a bunch of things each level, get you more things. And if you do sign up now, you will not be charged right away. It is one of those things where all this month of July and any month, if you join up that month, you don't get charged right away. So that whole month, whenever you sign up until August 1st or whatever is the first day of the next month That's when you'd be charged If you don't like what you hear You don't think you get enough, what not You can tell me about it and I'll try to rectify that Or you can just quit and never be charged So it is really no fuss, no muss We just kind of want people to go over And I think that if you do A lot of people then would be like Boy, there's a lot here that I can listen to Because I like podcasts, right? And then you, you end up staying That's kind of the game So check it out, patreon.com Slash Weird Science. It's all in the show notes. But with that, we're gonna go off right now and talk a little news. Now
1: it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to
2: Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the me. That's for Monday. And now It's tough for Jim And the news And now it's tough For Jim and the news And now
0: Ah, yes. Thank you, Dancing Mike, for that lead in here. And we have two news items. And I'll tell you right now, I'm kind of like Squinny McGee uh, because my a dog, Mia, we were horsing around. We were. We were dogging around and she ended up kind of biting me in the eye and I wear contact. So first off, it kind of ruined my contact in there, but also messed up my eye a bit. So I'm squinting here like I'm Popeye, is what it is. I am what I am, is what I'm saying here. That that would be pretty good rapping, right? Maybe Popeye could be a rapper, unlike me. But we have two news items here. We have an ending and a delay. And in a delay that is like, really, like how, how could this possibly happen? The first one is an ending, Immortal Hulk number 50. Is the official series finale in October Now this is one of the worst kept secrets ever The big thing about this is Joe Bennett ended up I think on Instagram Saying hey when we get to 50 this is over And Al Ewing was coy with it Now with that I think that Al Ewing was coy Because Marvel probably told him to be Because you know when people announce things are ending or whatnot For some reason people seem to bail Even though that was you know a while back when it said that But I think that that was the coyness of it but here is the story: the giant-sized, eighty-page issue will be what Marvel calls the groundbreaking conclusion—a years of build-up, mystery, and gamma-powered additions to the Hulk mythology. Right? A lot of people love the book. Not a big fan. And uh, the thing is, it was a weird book for me, basically coming into fresh start, fresh start, and getting the Immortal Hulk because a lot of the. Big things, even that saying, you know, the additions to the mythology and things like that. So I was always playing catch up with that, maybe mustard as well, with Al Ewing doing a deep dive and trying to, you know, explain in the deal of how there were all the different Hulks and like that. So I think that this was more intended for longtime Hulk fans that really seemed to go with it and really love it. And that's that's cool. But for me, like I said, I always felt like I was playing catch up, and at points. Just kind of got bored with things because the wow moments that people who are Hulk fans were really eating up were not wow moments for me because of my lack of knowledge. I'll tell you, it's because I'm a dummy when it came to Hulk. And I kind of jumped in and out, in and out. At 25, I was out. And then about, you know, 32 or something, I caught back up and I was in again. And then recently, I've been out again. So we'll see how it all goes. And again, I said, I don't want people who are big Hulk fans to be mad at me or actually throw shade at me or something like that because I I do understand why they would like it, but I hope that they would understand why it really wasn't hitting for me with the same deal. The final issue will find the Hulk down in the below place as he searches among the ghosts of the past for the answers to all of his questions, reads Marvel's announcement. Are we going to find out about the green doors, are we? The dramatic ending will not only shed light on what's next for Hulk, but also reveal the future of the one below all. Oh, the Green Door, the leader, Jackie McGee, Jill Fix-It, and more. Like I said, I'm squitting McGee here. Maybe I'll be in it. I would love the idea where it says it will also reveal the future of the Hulk. Uh, it's like at the end. Hey, by the way, Donnie Cates is on the book. That's just the last page. They just announced it, right? Did that. Ewing calls Immortal Hulk number 50 the climax of everything we've done in this book. And a crescendo. That spans over a century and contains the answers to some of the biggest questions of the run. He says, before number 50 closes out the saga, however, August Immortal Hope number 49 will set the stage for the big finale. Marvel has released Alex Ross's final cover. I'm sure that looks awesome for the series. Along with the ominous tagline, the end is near, people's. But at what cost? Immortal Hulk number fifty, probably about like seven ninety nine. I would guess that would be the price. We'll go on sale on October thirteenth. Again, eighty pages. You might get nine ninety nine. I'm not sure, but again, people who were digging this whole Immortal Hulk run and the whole deal without Ewing, I see people already upset. Oh, you know, I, how, why is it going away or whatever? But at least you're going to get answers, and it's a contained deal, and you could just go away saying, okay, I you know, if that's your opinion, I think. That it's the best whatever and you could just go With that and let it sail Into the sunset as Donnie Cates grabs the book And we'll see what he does with it I'm going to end up you know reading that To see I do like Donnie Cates And I'll always give something a shot With him but again Al Ewing Isn't exactly my favorite writer Blocks me everywhere that we go I'm telling you I would probably try to Go park at Walmart at some point He'd probably pull in and block me there I wouldn't be able to get in Holy moly, what is he doing? Marble's next Black Panther series delayed three months. W- one of the biggest problems with Tennessee Coates's run was the delays, that and the Captain America deal. So you would think that ahead of time, because you had a lot of time to end up planning this, they end up, hey, John Ridley, you want to do Black Panther when Tennessee Coates finally gets to issue 25 in what appears to be like seven years, right? So you end up maybe having him and Juan Cabal do a couple issues ahead right you know we don't want this book to be delayed right away that that would be crazy after the idea that this book has been delayed and mired with delays not even including the idea that the shutdown i mean the shutdown not what's it it was delayed all the time you end up having black panther in space he was stuck in space for a while right and so what happens is you end up announcing that John Ridley will be taking over the book, Juan Cabal, on art, who I love, and it's delayed three months to start. Now, if if it was me, because usually when you get these things, and, you know, I've had a comic news podcast on our Patreon, things like that, and a lot of the news is delays like this. And you'll always get that no comment. Marvel Comics is not commenting on why or whatnot. This could be the idea that maybe they're a little behind. And, hey, we're going to use this three months. Really get caught. Like, announce that. Say, listen, we're sorry that it's not going to start when we ended up saying it would. But now, this might not be true. So maybe that's why they're not. But they never comment on delays. Let's say, we want to make sure that once it starts, it won't be delayed. We're going to end up. But really, in a book, as something that is so delayed, that really killed that book. You end up delaying. I didn't even get to the story yet, really. The upcoming Black Panther ongoing series by John Ridley and Juan Cabal has been delayed by Marvel Comics. The publisher has informed retailers that the monthly series originally planned to launch on August 4th has now been postponed to November 3rd. The second issue is now slated to arrive December 1st. Marvel Comics hasn't disclosed the reason for this new Black Panther series delay. However, the previous volume Also had routine scheduling issues and it really, really did that. And again, Cap Tennessee Coats was, you know, doing the thing where he could not keep a schedule. He just couldn't. And I don't know that he cared. He was just like, whatever. I'll just put him out whenever. And you know, you end up with a books, books that last like two, three years that have 25 issues. And so it's kind of crazy, kind of crazy indeed. Uh, But yeah, with all this, I really think that they should comment. And and that's the thing. Maybe at this point, John Ridley or Juan Cabal has uh, come out and said what the deal is. And again, Juan Cabal, who I do like, I'm not necessarily, you know, in the know a lot with a lot. And I'll take a lot of the Marvel artists. I know the names. I know what I've seen and what I like, but I'm not yet in tune with who's usually... You know, going to like a Sarah Pacelli who I heard was always delayed. Things like that. I don't know all of the things. Some of the DC things I'm a little more in tune with. With that, uh, but yeah, delayed. Can't wait to read it. I, I really want to end up reading a, a Cap and a Black Panther book. I just was not a fan of Tennessee Coates's run and ended up falling behind. And then every time I tried to catch up, I just ended up not liking it. And I, I hate to have that sort of book. The big books. And just not be in the know, but again, it was so delayed that I never really heard anybody talking about it anyway, so that is a shame, and I hope that this gets going in November, and then we have no delays, no delays, right? That would be awesome. but those are the two news items, and with that, we 're going to go to the podcast, and we 're going to start off with a Thor book at Donny Kate's store. And it's going to be me and Stork talking about that. All right. And we're going to start it off with my man, Stork. What up, Stork? What up, Jim? What up? And we are going to be going through Thor number 15. It's part one of three revelations. And we're coming out of the Donald Blake stuff, which, you know, was a bit of a horror show throughout. And Mm -hmm. so this is a bit, it's a cool down issue, but it's back to the idea that Thor's hammer is heavy. And he's having problems and trying to figure it out. He seems to have figured out at least something here. It's weird because throughout this, he keeps wanting to go talk to people who it's not who he goes talk to. We had an <laughs> issue with that right away. But even then, he goes to talk to Cap. But, but is he talking to you him? Know, he's kind of just telling him and says, hey, by the way, here's the hammer. I'm gonna walk away for now. So we'll hear, but there's there's some good Thor stuff, and Donny Cates gives stuff with the idea that he likes to work with the mythos and the histories and the thing. There's one part of this that I actually really did like, where it comes down to you know what a god like Thor would end up thinking of things. Uh, it, it's funny too because I think that it really shows usually you think thor's drunk when he can't remember things but it's just because he's a god and things just yeah i know, like that part have mm-hmm. a bigger scope but it is written by donny kate's guest artist michelle bandini guest inkers michelle bandini and elizabetta d'amico color artist matt wilson he's not a guest I, mm. they're they're not going to kick him out I, I assume that michelle bandini and elizabetta They're going to overstay their welcome like most guests do. VC's Joe (laughs) Sabina on letters and designer. And this is the thing with with this book especially. And you don't often have it even at DC at all, like guest artists and things like that. But it does end up making it so people don't freak out when an issue (laughs) comes out and there's different. I, I think that what you end up having, this book has a bunch of artists throughout. You have a bunch of guest artists. I think that's why. You spell it out in this because it is all over. And here is the recap. Thor is the god of thunder and all father of Asgard. A lady has had trouble with this hammer. Uh, Mjolnir, sometimes it is too heavy for him to lift. And other times, I know, people. I was going to make an inappropriate joke, but I figured I was like, you better go get that check. Heavy for him to lift. And other times, people like his brother Loki are able to lift it, despite the fact that no one but Thor should be able to. And after a deadly encounter, Uh, With his former alter ego, Donald Blake, who had gone insane and sought revenge on Odin and anyone touched by his power, Thor feels more unsure of himself than he has ever before. Something must change. Truth must come to light. Now, with that, when me and Brandon started talking about this, excuse me, when we first started, uh, he was mad because he had read a bunch of the Jason Aaron stuff leading into this. Mm -hmm. And Jason Aaron was all about the unworthy Thor, you know, Jane Foster being Thor, all that. So Brandon and I could I could even tell right now if he was here, he's like, it's always about the hammer. It's always the hammer. It's always unworthy. He was always mad about it. It's just going to be how Donny Cates plays this. But it's he, it's it has been a long game. We ended up with the hammer being heavy throughout. And the only difference in this is that Thor's king mm-hmm. of Asgard he's taken Odin's place, all father, all that stuff. So he seems to have come to the conclusion that that's what it's all about. Now, with that, do you expect Molnir to adjust to the current status, or do you think that Thor is just not going to be King of Asgard anymore? Yeah,
3: I think we want no. Thor to be out there. I think
0: that I think the problem is, is right off, away. Right? Yeah, right away, you ended up, and this was my problem at the beginning. And I have liked this book uh, actually. I think I've liked it more than a lot of other people. When it first started, though, you had Thor as king. That lasted for you know half an issue. It seemed before he became the herald of galactus i mean how much bigger and crazier can you get and i thought right away i think i said it on the podcast it's like donny cates has this new king thor deal but he doesn't really want to play around with it he wants to do Mm -hmm. bigger and better things and like you said do you want to have thor sitting on the throne there and dealing with squabbles right do do you want to have sif come in and say you know please get Volsteg? To trim his beard. It's disgusting. <laughs> he has food and stuff in it. And then Thor's like, okay, trim your beard. Or do you want him going out and about? Even with the idea that you have the Avengers fully mm-hmm. in this, you know, how do you explain that he's just going around with the Avengers when he has to, you know, check things out of Asgard? And I think that maybe what you'll end up, I think that what he'll do is have kind of like a new way. To be king and all like th- They'll be like a traveling king I- I'm on, on the road here so I don't know but it seems like It's something that Donny Cates Wants to fix Maybe but he doesn't want to do it Quickly because maybe that would Look crappy I, I yeah. don't know it it just seems like it, There's not much even Anytime Thor and, and we haven't seen Like this there he is at the head of the table Everybody celebrating the Donald Blake stuff's over. Hey, we just went through hell. Volstag, which I will the give you—he he <laughs> always, he's like you, always <laughs> drunk, always yelling. And in this, all I can think of is ju- just put Thor there as Joe Pesci,
2: exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's
0: it's fellas. It's basically, oh man. You know, we got there. Thor, get this, because well, Steg's just yelling. He's drunk, telling all the people there, everybody celebrating Thor's back, and uh, hey, yeah, he's in this fairy tale land, and uh, it was it funny. Now, <laughs> <laughs> thus thou thinkest me of a clown, if yeah. So he's like, "What'd you say? Like, uh, what, what, Thor? Now nah, we're, we're joking around. Like, what, what did you call the place? What I, I don't know. You uh, uh, called it a fairy tale land." Fairytale? Is that what you think? What what hmm. am I a fairytale? <laughs> like he get because again, and I had told you because you're jumping on this with me for this, you know, new deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the, where Donald Blake was and where Thor ended up being. Even if Thor was only there for a little I always mentioned it. You had people who were stuck halfway into lawnmowers. There, you had people just beheaded, bloody, you know, Thor. You've betrayed me, like all over the place. A buffalo and, a tailgate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I was going to say minus the tables, but they were probably there too. <laughs> uh, you know, three-year-olds jumping off of roofs into burning <laughs> tables. Uh, so you had all that, and I think that the problem is like. It's weird for Thor to get, I guess he'd get that mad, but it was more of the idea that they had like kind of screwed over Donald Blake, but he saw that it wasn't the greatest place. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. he's basically like, you know, you shut your mouth, he gets mad, and he's like, none of you know. And, you know, to have your lightning, your own Odin damned hammer betray you, none of you know. And and they're like, what just happened? (laughs) Like, he went way over the top. This, This is basically. Every argument I have with my wife, if we get up and I say, oh, didn't you make coffee? And she's like, I, I watched the babies when we were, I mean, this is 20 years ago. She still brings it up. You ended up this and you didn't get up for bottles. I'm like, oh my God, this is brewing for a while. But he ends up going off. Now, me and you both have an issue here because it does look like Lady Sif is at the table. And he ends up where Thor goes into, you know, his room here. You know, it it's mm-hmm. not not exactly fit for a king, I would say. But he goes in and the hammer's there. And he starts to fight with it, it seems. <laughs> like, the hammer is basically like, why are you punching yourself to Thor? And it's hitting him around, <laughs> knocking him around. Loki comes in. And I'll tell you, this is Michelle Bandini, is guest artist here. I think the art is great. And I mm-hmm. really like Loki. I mean, I really like... The Loki here when he pops like his head in and Very looks like, looking. yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. He has been fairly decent about this with the hammer, because as we see here and, and something that you said that you were shocked by because you didn't know, like he just picks up the hammer. Thor is laying on the ground <laughs> and can't get up. The hammer is on his chest and he can't get up. He's life <laughs> alert. Yeah, yeah, really. He has fallen and can't get up. Loki <laughs> comes in, rip, just picks it up and hands it to him. And it's just it's heavy for thor but not for other people and sometimes he can't pick it up sometimes other people can sometimes i can't whatever you had a bunch of these things even people that were you know just there on earth and it ended up being around in an issue where you had thor putting the number of tony stark on it in a a black marker and throwing it into uh that was pretty cool Mm -hmm. um but yeah the whole idea and and with that loki You get the idea eventually this will be something Loki will take full advantage of, right? But he's pretty nice here. I mean, he seems like he's concerned. But again, this is more than just mischief or whatnot. This is, you know, big stuff and could end up affecting Loki and everybody. But he says, Thor says, I got to go. You know, I'm not a warrior. I'm a king. And that's the big thing. Mm -hmm. Now, what are we going to do then? Are we going to have Mjolnir? Because here's the thing. You, You can have Thor without Mjolnir it's kind of odd but are they like is Sif going to become the new like it's that feels too much like oh Jane Foster again yeah. or that you know you want Thor to have the hammer it's, you don't but you I really feel hammer.
3: it's leading towards what you said that he's going to give up the kingship or right, something to
0: Loki right Loki's Ooh, being that could good be interesting. yeah he's being a good guy so but yeah he says I'm going to go see Sif on Midgard I, I swear, we saw Sif yeah, at the yeah, table. Like, I, I don't just, know who that is if it's not <laughs> her. <laughs> Did she just skedaddle out? <laughs> Plus, he doesn't go see Sif. I think that this mm-hmm. was something that must have changed. I think that maybe it was going to be something different, and then because of the lay of the land, you can go see the Avengers. I don't know what's weird. Right. because well, we got basically got this big
3: spread, I thought, is she part of the Avengers at this now, point? Yeah. I, actually,
0: I, I thought that, that maybe they were going to play the idea because Thor is king. Something had changed and then I would kind of mm. Here's the deal I would get kind of angry because Of the idea that we haven't seen that at all In the Avengers book but I really love the Avengers book <laughs> and we have the Heroes Reborn stuff so maybe but no You end up going off and maybe he's supposed To say to Steve Because he does go right to Cap mm-hmm. And here's the thing With Donny Cates what I think that he does Great in this you already said, he already Said I'm a I'm not a warrior I'm A king he's also a god and he's going to Earth and he goes to the Earth's mightiest heroes here in the middle of what is probably the coolest battle they've been in since the fresh start. <laughs> fresh start. <laughs> fresh start. And I, I just I always have to point it out in other books. It's odd that other books always have. I don't know them fighting together. You know that they're assembling. Weird and, uh, for a it, team it to odd. be fighting it's together. so odd. Now, with this, there's the weird kind of deal, like Blade. He, but I can go with the things of, you know, not exactly the deal because most of it is, but even that, you can, what's the World War She Hulk and stuff, but we'll, we'll deal with that. You know, that's okay because I love seeing them together. They're in the middle of this huge fight and Thor comes down. It does. It looks awesome. I mean, it's so good. Even I love the idea where when the, you know, the The rainbow bridge type deal when mm-hmm. the, the teleport comes down Scotty Beams them down Scotty You don't know is <laughs> is in Asgard Right now you end up when they all look up They all stop and Jennifer Even looks great with that you know The the, uh, mm-hmm. the glow and stuff and he's Like hey Captain Rogers I need to speak With thee and it is Over the top dialogue here you Even said the the dialogue with The Avengers a little over the Top yeah uh, but I love this deal, and if you're a DC fan, you've seen this before. Usually, though, it's with Batman who's, like, having the worst problem with anybody. Clayface, you know, or Mr. Freeze. And... Superman comes down. He just <sighs> flies over, it and Mayor, he's like, yeah, off. "He goes, hey, we got to talk. I'm busy. I mean, I'm real busy here. I'm I'm up to my neck in Clayface." And he's like, "Oh, Clayface, <laughs> yeah, freeze, done. Let's go." And then Batman always gets pissed. He's like, "I don't like you doing that. You're making me look bad in front of you know everybody else." But he comes down, and this goes, and this is where I said what I really like. Uh, is Thor right here is showing how much of a God he is that this fight with the Avengers means nothing like everybody else, every fight. Okay, we'll give it our all. We're going to go. Oh my God. This, you know, you don't think the Avengers are going to lose, but it looks like some alien crazy thing is coming down. Like you know? Something
3: that requires their attention. So it's big. Yeah.
0: Thor just—I mean, even with that thing. When you look at that big spread, look at all of these whatever, and mm-hmm. they are crawling out of the it. There's tons of them. Thor just walks as he's walking. He's not even looking. He is, you know, <laughs> backhanding one of them. smash, backhanding, <laughs> yes. just going down as everybody's struggling. And I like the idea of show she Hulk struggling too, because I mean, she's she's savage. I hear not a you know. He's like <laughs> what, and they're like, listen, we have problems here. We're in the middle of a fight because he's like, hey, Steve, we got to talk. I, I got to talk to you. I got a problem. Like, "Uh, but we're in the middle of this fight. Don't do you mind, pal? We're, we're having problems. He's like, oh, my God, I didn't realize. One moment, boom, lightning, <laughs> all of them dead. He just mm. destroys them. And then everybody's just standing around like, oh, my God, what, what was that? You end up saying One that was so loud. Yeah. yeah, really. And he's like, hey, I'd prefer to speak in private. And that's where, of course, Tony has to come down. And start causing issues like he does, because I think that he's mad that he didn't stop the fight or whatever. And he just comes in. Also, I think that there is a bit where, you know, with him and Steve, it's like, huh, why isn't he talking to me? And yeah. he goes, hey, what's going on? Uh, you know, we got something going on with it. And you end up, and even Tony's like, hey, sorry, you have to come and stop our prank war. I'm like, all right. But you end up mm-hmm. where he shocks Tony like the lightning hits. And then Tony's like, what the hell? And he's like, well, I I, I need to speak to Steve. Just stop it. But that's the thing here. This is where you get, you know, the craziest thing where the the, the hammer starts humming. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, no, Captain, guard yourself quickly. I cannot. Then he yells, "Mullner, no. And luckily, Steve's there to stop him. Now, the funny thing about this is in my mind. I don't know that if he was like hey uh there I don't know like even She-Hulk possibly or <sighs> you know Black Panther they might have died I mean right. he has the shield so luckily it is a blade I think is dead mm-hmm. uh but yeah he ends up where Cap does stop it again maybe a setup for what's going to come later if something really goes down we are aware now If you should be already but you're aware that tony can or a steve can stop at least an attack yeah like that and it's the on ship.
3: the it, it's on the attack it's not just that he can't hold it it's yeah uh, yeah yeah he says that it's he doing can't control things it and he doesn't want to it yeah yet. it's out of control
0: he says i'm losing control and now with that is it like I don't know, is it a philosophical thing we're we're fighters, not warriors and or not kings, mm-hmm. you should be a warrior, so I'm going to attack anybody it's It's kind of an odd deal, yeah, um also with that, I want to point out that you do have in case you don't because he does by the end of this leave the hammer uh you still see that Thor is pretty kick butt you know without it when he destroys everybody with this lightning and stuff, mm-hmm. and so he ends up going and talking to Steve. But right away, they, well, they start drinking, of course, in the whole Avengers Mountain. And, and it's all Thor drinking. I mean, Steve is not, uh, <laughs> but he's like, Hey, and, and that's the thing I think, oh, you God, know, he's drunk. He, he's drunk now too. But he's like, Hey, uh, by the way, you know that I'm having problems with the hammer. And that was kind of an odd deal. And he does because Tony, he says, Tony told me you, you said that it was heavy and stuff like that. And with, with this, you're reminded that he has discussed things with, Tony so why At at the end of this I barely Get an idea of why he needed to Talk to Steve Mm -hmm. he basically Just says to Steve listen I'm a King now and a god And this hammers for Warriors I'm not a warrior I'm no longer a soldier I don't know What's going to happen but here's the hammer And walks away and I'm like okay Is he giving it to Steve is he just Announcing this why would he leave it at Avengers Mountain and not as there's a bunch of Things I don't know but I do like that when he says, listen, I don't remember a lot of things because mm-hmm. what you think is big, even that battle they just did, like what you think is a huge event. Because he even says, well, when did we last talk? And he's like, oh, it was not that null deal? I mean, that was <laughs> crazy, right? I mean, that was 80 plus issues, right? Yeah, and he's like, yeah. eh, I, <laughs> I can barely remember that. He's like, yeah. Well, this what's is the wrong? best part. <SSSMil> now, part <SSSB3> yeah, and it's not that anything's wrong. He's mm-hmm. a god. He's been around, and he will be around. So, what seems big at this point to a lot of people is a drop in the bucket. He doesn't really pay that much attention to everything like that Daze because are it like goes seconds too to quick. Yeah. yeah, this is like you walking into the kitchen and you have to. Oh my God, the cat's there, and you step away from it to the cat that might be the craziest thing but you forget about that two seconds later Mm -hmm. and i say that because i accidentally stepped on the cat when i walked (laughs) into the kitchen earlier to make coffee and my wife i would never ever do anything bad to our dog or our two cats she knows this but if i accidentally step on a cat paw and it's like meow she comes running down what are you doing (laughs) calls the one cat cheese I don't even know why. What are you doing with cheese? <laughs> like, I accidentally stepped on to, oh, cheese, come here. Cheese actually comes down and watches me podcast. Sometimes it freaks me out. Sits there on this ladder next to me. stares <laughs> at me, shaking his head. <laughs> it's like, really? This is what you do? <laughs> oh, actually, I should go the, the sec. I should flip it around. Actually, what we do during a day is probably Thor is the cat because the no concern just yes. goes its way. But, uh, yeah, I like it where he says. The things that are big for you, because of you know, you have a little lifespan. You puny humans. Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're not. And does say though, uh, I'm glad that you guys are still around because I lost a lot of people, and I will. I'll keep losing them. You get. He's like, you guys are gonna die, and I'm gonna keep going. That's why I'm, I'm so happy
3: every time he shows up, and they're still there. Yeah, yeah. And he's,
0: it's nice.
3: Yeah. And it's good that he's talking to Cap about this, too, because Cap has a little bit of experience with the uh, being frozen in ice. So he's man out of time as well. So it seems
0: like that's like maybe. But
3: Cap says it. I don't know if Thor even. But,
0: yeah, it is that he's like, I know how that is. You know, I lost a lot of people, too. When I came back, they were all gone. So, yeah, I I get that. But, yeah, this is like a um, not an unworthy Thor. It's a King Thor who also kind of feels like he's very tired. And doesn't know what to do. He's like, like, again, the lost confidence in himself. I think it's just he doesn't know his role anymore. And I mm-hmm. think that that's He's no longer the that,
3: tip of Asgard's spear, as he says. I like that.
0: Yeah, I do, too. And I like the idea that if he is anything and if we're going to if we're going to stay with the king, I think like because he could be the tip and the king, I guess. But I think that where he doesn't know it doesn't know how to be king. No. Even when he's there and, and you know, Volstagg is, is yelling, the is drunk. I- drunkenly, you know, hey, he freaks out. And that's not really a kingly thing to do. Joe Pesci wouldn't make a great king, right? <laughs> no, that's he, why they whack uh, him. Yeah, i was going to say he would think he's being made and then he'd get whacked. <laughs> and then Robert De Niro and what I still think is one of the best scenes in the movie, which nobody when he's pounding that oh, yeah, receiver the on mm-hmm. the deal. It's so good. Uh but yeah, with that Joe Pesci, we, we watched that the other day. And that is definitely the movie that I, I always say Bloodsport is one of my favorite movies because it's just you can you know turn your brain off and watch <laughs> it and have some fun. But if I am turning any sort of channel or whatnot on the and, and Goodfellas on, it has to be one of the most watchable things at any point that you just start watching it and see yeah, the next scene. For me, it's stuff. the best
3: mob movie. It's better than The Godfather because it's just more interesting. And to me, I mean,
0: legitimately, it's it's the Star Wars to The Godfather being Star Trek. And, and the funny thing is oh, I've, <laughs> I've said that many a time. <laughs> this is something I just said now. <laughs> oh, That's dang. been shaped and I've used a lot. Uh, but, yeah, with that, I, I do like this. I It's a slow burn issue type setup after the big Donald Blake stuff. You might need that. And this is more of a introspective sort of story with thor trying to figure himself out and things like that and i think that we and it's revelations the the whole deal whatever it was called here and i think that yeah thor here's the weird deal i think that where you end up having before and i hope this is what donny cates is play because again brandon would be yelling why are we doing this deal what are we doing with this whole hammer and why are we having problems i think that before the hammer thought Thor was unworthy I think this is Basically setting up that Thor thinks Himself being Not wholly not Unworthy per se but Unworthy in the thought that he shouldn't Be doing this anymore because he's king But he's not a good king and doesn't know what To do and and Mm -hmm. whatnot I mean it's funny Too because you basically When he shows up and ends up saying, he's the Tom Brady of the Avengers. He just shows up, <laughs> they win, and he goes, and now he's like, yeah, I can't do that anymore. I mean, really, I think that Cap was already planning his retirement after that saying, basically, we have Earth's Mightiest Avenger, uh-huh. and he, you, know, you assemble yourself, we're going to go all <laughs> and take a break, we're going to take a vacation, and you could do all of that. Uh, where you do, it's funny, because even with the Superman stuff, you do have that little bit where people get mad at something like this of like, why doesn't he do it all the time? <laughs> why wouldn't <laughs> Superman just always go to Gotham? At least there you have Batman being pissed, but I don't know. I don't know the Avengers would be pissed if you kept having Thor to do this, but I'd like to, though, the explanation of like, nothing really matters as much because of the long thing. That's why he doesn't just end everything right away, because he, he barely can tell what's going on, but. Yeah, Yeah, overall I think talking about it a little and you know, it has layers. I'm gonna go eight out of ten. I was gonna go seven, five. I'm gonna go eight out of ten. I will I'll tell you. I I, when I'm reading to really, you know, to get ready to record, I don't have a lot of time to admire the art. Mm -hmm. So when when I'm talking when I'm going through this it is it is really good. Michelle Bendini is really, really good. And yeah, it's it's a shame I heard and I said I I think I heard, I wasn't going to mention it, but I did think that I heard at one point that there might be problems because it's so good keeping a schedule and things like that. But I would love to see her just on this book. I the could get see going. that. And I liked it's everybody very, else on yeah. this. But, yeah, it's, it's even when you go to the Avengers, everything looks fantastic. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go yeah, ahead. that Avengers
3: spread page is really good. Yeah, it is. And they're all together.
0: I mean, the only time you ever see that <laughs> in the Jason Aaron yes. book is actually on the credits page. You're like, oh, they got together for the photo. It was like photo <laughs> day that they photo, got together. Yeah. Hey, here we are.
3: Uh, but what do you think? I'm lower. I'm a 6'9". I'm coming in oh cold. So it's uh, yeah. It's some, of the, some of the dialogue was a little wonky, especially the, the Avenger stuff to me. But and it, it, like you said, it's a big setup issue. We'll see where it goes from here. But it's not bad.
0: No, well, and yeah, again, yeah, just, just like, to remind you, know, and you said, you're, you're coming in cold. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this, like a lot of the anger is from what we saw with the Donald Blake stuff. So that would just be like, you're like, look at that jerk. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we've had this continuing hammer heavy deal. And I, I did like Loki and how nice he appears to be, mm-hmm. uh, but, yeah, also, I, I don't like – I know that it probably upset you and you lost a point in the score when the hammer hits Thor and he spills all that beer.
3: Yeah. You know, yeah, that, what, a, what, I, what a waste. That, I always have to and, take points off of that.
0: Yeah, and it's funny, too, because I didn't even think of the idea when Loki comes in, Thor is drenched in beer. Yes. And for some reason, that always – now, it's fresh, but I, that just always reminds me of, like, passing out and and waking up the next day and like stale beer all over I mean, disgusting that's what i called college <laughs> <could I> <laughs> that's actually so what i was like. call tuesday <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 yeah that's what you call the years uh, going on every uh when i was in the band in college when we'd play it, the, the big thing was you know we'd play and we'd get free drinks any sort of drinks from most places and when we got done we were too drunk to tear down the equipment and stuff <laughs> so we'd always come in. oh so it's like three in the morning you don't want yeah. to really do that so we would come back the next day and that was where the smell would be. You'd come in the next day uh, to, you know, tear down the equipment and stuff Cigarettes like that and, and take it. It's just everything. Regret. just disgusting, <laughs> yes. Shame, <laughs> regret. You'd find some crazy stuff, too. But uh, that's West Virginia talk right there. But, yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to go, wait, I'm a little more positive than you. Uh, but we will be talking about this and, and also when we get the next reptile. As I, yes, yeah, as everybody on our Twitter thinks that you're the biggest fan, Uh, but when we end up, you know, getting new things (laughs) and going, I like to mix you in a little more i enjoy now we ended up doing this fairly quick right the the reptile one we did was like an hour and (laughs) twenty some reptile i I don't even know that might have been in all of my podcast days maybe my most proud moment but also my most shameful (laughs) like i don't know what happened here we were talking about some wacky stuff uh but with that We're actually going to go off, and we do have a Brandon sighting. (gasps) He is here as well. So I'm going to go off to me and Brandon talking about Extreme Carnage Scream. All right. And here I am with Brandon. How are you doing, Brandon? And we're going to be going through a, a character, at least, that you love. And you ended up not anymore, I don't think. But you <laughs> did at one point. You kind of were a digging Andy Benton. I remember one of the first times, whatever it was, the last Carnage event, that it ended up popping up. And you were saying to me, oh, she's pretty cool. And I started liking her as well. But we seem to be like a trio now. Me, you, and Clay McLeod Chapman get together about every two <laughs> months. And we get to talk about Scream. And most of the time, I guess it's because you know, Scream is always tied into something bigger than Scream. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the King in Black. She never gets to do her thing. Yeah, so the character really hasn't evolved much. Hasn't really done much. And really no. ends up coming up. I believe the last time we saw Scream, if I'm not mistaken might have been part of that concert in Madison Square Garden during King and Black. I want to think that that was the deal where we had that weird deal, but that was probably the Mary Jane thing and all that. But I'm telling you, I can't even remember exactly what happened in the scream deal during King and Black because it just always is the same thing. It, It just really is. This is Extreme Carnage Scream, part two of eight. And here we go It's written by Clay McLeod Chapman Art <laughs> by Chris Mooneyham Colors by Marcel Menyes. VCs Travis Lanham on letters Scan on a variant cover uh, Years ago, the alien symbiote Convetum Was forced to spawn five offspring Called the Life Foundation symbiotes Each is imbued with a unique and distinct ability in color The yellow and red symbiote with the killer hair Is called Scream After a troubled and violent past The Scream symbiote recently found a receptive host Nanny Benton Who has a history uh, with symbiotes all her own After being targeted during Carnage's last campaign Andy and Scream have been trying to keep the city safe But like we said, most of the time we only see her when the crap is hit the fan And so you don't really get a lot of Andy doing Andy things It's always Andy running scared from whatever the heck is going on And that's what we get here and it's just odd. And it's just like the deal. Like I said, Clay McLeod Chapman comes dust off the old keyboard and he types up his deal. And I just I, I just it's I think starting he just to get changes to a
2: few words and pages around in his Maybe. deal. He doesn't really tell anything. at new. first,
0: though, I thought he was really inspired and doing some stuff. But recently, it really feels like the idea of, you know, the Undertaker. Hey, it's it's WrestleMania Undertaker. Come on. Get up there and that's all you see. Okay. <laughs> WrestleMania, okay, I'll see you in a year. It just seems like Clay McCloud Chapman comes in. All right, I did my scream. I'll see you next event. And I mean things are coming up good for him because of all the symbiote deal. But this whole thing, me and you just ended up recording our spotlight with the extreme Carnage Alpha. And we said everything's kinda of, like kinda of not hitting because of the idea that it's oversaturation. We ended up just having King and Black, which lasted forever. Now we're kind of getting you know going Back to carnage who was killed in that Like it just always seems like We're getting diminishing returns now So me and you didn't like the first Issue the alpha issue of this event I hate to throw Shade at scream in this but Are you thinking you're gonna like This more than the huge Carnage number one Because I don't and I was Bored again I mean I I just Don't get what
2: they're doing the this is I don't already know what in the two point issues. of this event is. yeah I don't I and don't I was know just gonna all. see
0: in two issues, it feels as if this is like one of those weird events where things have to be fixed, things have to be put in place, but why yeah. why we we didn't need that and and it was like one of those things where we said maybe this would have been better served to wait a couple months at least, you know, wait maybe six months till. Everybody's like I wonder what's up with carnage Start laying hints of what's going on Start giving us you know carnage is back Oh my god what's what's that all about Have things with flash that we had in the alpha issue But instead it's just thrown at you And then to have this issue even having it the next week I don't know it's just like I, I don't know I don't know why you're doing this And I don't see anybody being hyped for another symbiote event right after a huge symbiote event right now and are you counting on that because carnage is pretty popular right but yeah. but what carnage are we getting here is is this exciting carnage you didn't even like the first issue no i'll tell you no. on the, the this spotlight is you Kruger gave carnage
2: i'm not enjoying
0: yeah, you it. gave it an fu5 i mean <laughs> so are you gonna be that impressed by scream who you do like but You end up where it starts off where there is a, you know, almost like a callback of that multi-armed Spider-Man who breaks out of Alchemex, being chased by the Alchemex Stormtrooper guys. And Andy just happens to be there. Hey, what's going on? We better stop this. Oh, my God, there's the Alchemex guys that are after us. And you get a quick kind of fight. You end up getting Andy like, hey, why don't we... Check what's inside this armor. All right, let's pop this guy's head. Oh no, I just fell into the sewer. And she's in the (laughs) sewer, and all of a sudden she sees Carnage and then realizes, I'm not in the sewer. I'm in the mind with Carnage. Carnage has now come into her mind into the symbiote deal to steal the Scream symbiote. and, and that's fine or whatnot, but this is the problem that I have with this. We've only ever seen Andy and the Scream symbiote again in these huge events, in these big things. So to anybody just kind of coming in, I don't even know if they'll get quite the symbiote bond and, and understand what this is big or whatnot, because it's basically the Scream symbiote saying, sayonara, sucker, I'm going with carnage. And she's no, don't don't. And they just it just goes back and forth. There's a point where the one page basically is please, please, please. Oh, no, please, please. Oh, no, please. It's its the whole page because she's trying to figure out what's going on and then trying to convince the scream symbiote. Stay with me. Don't go with carnage while you end up having Alchemax still attacking and all of that going on. But you go on what else is there Brandon because she's stuck in this prison there's, of the there, mind there's not
2: a, there's not a lot going on in this book i told you i this and even for me like i didn't enjoy this one spoiler alert but uh it went fast and yeah he's in like a carnage symbiote prison i don't, I don't really know they're just arguing with each other she's always trying to just be free of this uh you know carnage lingering kind of shadow that's that's hung around yeah. her for the last and that's like, the year weird. i would that's, say and, and that's, it, that's it the worst part of away. it i
0: think because it doesn't ever go away and that's what we always get so once you hear carnage you know that you know life foundation symbiotes and scream will be back but we're never getting any progression and then having this oh no why are you going away from me my other why are you doing this scream Oh, well, I like Carnage, Carnage pull pretty good, I want to be with, it's basically dumb. I want to be with my family I want to be family, family, family <laughs> And then she ends up saying, because she Knows the only thing that can You know, stop Carnage What she can do, which was also a thing That we were wondering why they didn't really tap Into more in the King of Black Because it did yeah, a deal on the Null hellfire. as well The Hellfire, the Hellfire, yeah. even Like a a Null who could Go against, like fire didn't really affect him like the others, like no, no, no! The hellfire did, and, and
3: really
2: did. So yeah. she ends Noel up. But thought this she is the, was interesting, and then he was like, "Yeah, I'll save you for later." Remember, and then, and yeah, remember that nothing Leap, happened. Saying that, and then nothing happened. Now she's popped up here, and so you yeah, end we had up grand with ideas like she was going to save the day, be the hero, or something. But and she like, just
0: why not? Was why a character play in the background? That? I mean, that like you said, and I'm glad you reminded me of that. No, actually, of all the people, right? She, he ended up stopping. And like, huh, I, I think that you're a little more interesting. You're you might yeah. have some things. Yeah. You know, and, and again, he only thought that of a couple of people. And the couple of people he did are, are the huge Dylan and Eddie, obviously, but you know, her, but then just nothing happened. So in this, you <laughs> no. end up where for page after page, she sits there saying, I can use the hellfire. But I don't want to hurt you, Scream, because I have protected you from that from up until now. But now that we're separated and now that you're doing that, it won't protect you. But I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Then she does it. It ends up because it's the combo Scream and Carnage symbiote. You know, it's the Scream symbiote being taken over by Carnage. So she ends up doing it to dissipate the symbiote and then cries for three pages oh, I, i'm yeah. going to read I, i'm am I'm, seriously i'm going to read the dialogue on this page i'm going to read the exact dialogue oh no god no please please no please 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 no please no what did i what did i do i can't hear you anymore and then alchemex citizen that that's that's a whole page of dialogue this is why it went quick, Brandon. There weren't yep. pages
2: missing. No, I know. This. Because then, <laughs> know.
0: then you go from that, it's the and last, then, it's
2: the last oh my five god!
0: Pages of the book. I think i <laughs> And she ends up because the alchemix is there. Now that's the big thing. There is that she has dissipated the scream deal, and it's gone. I mean, this happens if you read, you know, Venom or whatever like that. That that's a huge thing. If you cannot. Hear or feel or you know Your, yeah, symbiote, your other
2: your symbiote that, whatever you That's
0: huge that is something You know it's happened to Eddie a bunch of times And he freaks out you know and now With all of this I want to go back to what I Said in the regular Deal in that spotlight with the Extreme Carnage Alpha I mean Again what is Eddie doing When this stuff is happening what Is going on because Eddie is Supposed to be able to you know be it Everywhere at one time he's the hive Mind deal he's the king of the symbiotes And Carnage is walking around now and actually taking over other symbiotes and, and Eddie's nowhere to be found. And we need to see him. We need to see it. But I almost get the idea that they're like, no, 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 this is going to be more flash than Eddie. No, it doesn't matter. It's the hive mind. It's the king. And you even have the idea that's spelled out completely in this. Hey, Carnage is act because it's a hive mind thing. It stays in there. If you have a huge bond, if you have the same. So with that. I, I just don't get it. But now what we end up with, and maybe this is this is the step we need. It's just at the very end. Maybe we need to get Andy out of this. But will anybody use Andy without, you know, she's got the hellfire. Pretty cool. But are they going <laughs> to use her? Because nobody's using Scream no. her anyway now. So maybe you're doing that. Again, like I said. Maybe it's to fix some things. And one of the things that, like, we need Andy Benton out uh, by herself? I I don't know, because I'm assuming the Scream symbiote, she's going to go save, right? And then it'll come back again. But, yeah, I'm telling you. And and with that, (laughs) just as a joke, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm laughing when I'm like, go through all of this. And basically, all of this is, I mean, I'll I'll give it to you. If you don't want to read this, I'll say what you get (laughs) here. The Scream symbiote's gone. That's it. And yeah. he doesn't have it. And it looks so like no. it's gone off with carnage, right? That's all you get here. And then when I go next, phage, I'm like, really? Like, is this what we're doing for these eight issues? I thought we were going to get this big story. And now we're just stuck in the life foundations. This, <laughs>
2: just, the, do you know what this is? This is, uh, Heroes Reborn, the symbiote edition.
0: Yeah. It, it just, What's going on like the idea that you have this extreme carnage alpha and you're like oh man this looks big this is huge whatever we got eight issues even if you were you know like me and you we we really aren't down with this and the timing issue but if you're like okay I'm in and then the next issue is just about Andy Benton scream we like her but really. Yeah, again, <laughs> we just got done kicking black. This huge thing that wow moments, you know. And now we're dealing with a second and third issue of this Carnage deal of of screaming them
2: Fage. Really? Like, like I don't know what you're doing. Is Phage The like three in one combo one? Yeah, I thought I so. I don't even. I can't even
0: remember. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah. And you're more of a symbiote guy than me. But we'll see. I guess we'll, we'll see. find when, out, when I it guess. So. Oh, yeah, we, we certainly will. I'm looking at the cover. And yeah, and it's <laughs> oh again, it's like every every deal is coming out. And I think that maybe this was even delayed a little because it says next on sale 714. No, no, no. The second one was on sale 714. So, yeah, something, so if something went. So it was probably supposed to be even quicker than we thought. We still think it was way, way too quick. But. Overall, I'm going to give this a five out of ten. I used to think that that yeah, McLeod. I'm, I'm, uh, right. I'm
2: with five. I'm feel bad. Gonna give both these issues of five, but they get what they get, you know?
0: Clay McLeod Chapman, I think, is a decent <laughs> enough writer. I just don't think he has anything to do anymore.
2: Like, no, like that's I said, what I'm it, saying. And he throws a good idea out there. Nobody acknowledges it or carries it forward. So he's just like, you know what? This is what you get. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm not blaming
2: him. because <laughs> Five again, pages it, of no, please.
0: It, 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 is as, it is as if like they just call him for this big, like, oh, you got a second issue of this extreme carnage. Well, what's it about? Eh, just get the Scream Symbiote. Like, I don't know what else he could do because yeah. you're never going to get development unless we, like at this point, like instead of, again, we said on the spotlight, you need to set some of these things up. Flash being back from the dead, but also set up what Andy has been doing after the King and Black stuff even. Yeah, have, her, have her getting a little bit of a, a tip or a bit of a thing with the symbiote, with the Scream Other. The idea of like hey we should have done this Something to show you when that You know that it's right for the picking That it'll leave but you just kind of Throw it in and you're not going to get Any character development because it's just reacting To whatever event that it's in So it's a shame I think he's better Than that and actually when it first started We were really digging this stuff with Scream Those days are over Uh, This should just be done And uh, maybe they'll just get rid of Those you know the the whole Life Foundation symbiotes Anyway, it's just, they always just Come up in these things, but yeah, I'm five I, I gave it, just as a shout out Deal, to our Patreon deal I gave that a 5.5 5, I, the I alpha. like
2: this one better than Really? Like the, I, yeah, because you I, could I get through so. it
0: Quick, that's all, yeah. you, you were just like I didn't have to invest time
2: and I didn't like, have to read it hey. twice
0: <laughs> Yeah, really, I, I think I I Felt like I should have, but That's that, that is that, but we're going to go off now to some other books All right, and here I am with my man, Eric Shea Eric Shea is here, that must mean Aliens is about, right? Must be You actually, you might be the Marvel Universe's version of Undertaker You're the Aliens guy Uh, It sucks too, because you were going to be the Predators guy too And that didn't come out, that got delayed still uh, this one's odd. Too though. bad. right? Yeah, this one's odd because I didn't even realize at first what it was or what it wasn't. It's not necessarily part of the series going on right now. I like went Philip into Kennedy this. Johnson. I
1: thought it was Alien Part 5, number 5, and I see Aliens Aftermath. I'm like, I don't know if we're going to be doing this one because is this even a part of the series? I didn't even know there was going to be another Alien series coming out at Marvel.
0: Well, I think this is just a one shot. And I think, I, I don't know. I actually just not a one shot. idea. I, I ended up, well, it says to be continued in Alien 5. So I think this might be Wh- a which, one what shot.
1: happened? Did Benjamin, uh, no, not Benjamin Person, but did um, Phil, Phil Kennedy, Phil Kennedy Johnson. Johnson, did he decide he's out now? Like no, he's not no. going to finish he's, his story? He's
0: gonna, you know, he goes with the 5. I mean, here's the deal. The guy has a lot going on, Eric. He's got a lot working. So why not, in the middle of an Alien series, throw out what, you know, for me and you, really. It's pretty much a one shot, right? Ends up throwing this out there, a future look at things. 14 years in in the the future. Yeah, it's, it's very odd, very odd. And, and it's so, so funny
1: too, because we're dealing with the concept in that alien book. We're calling it alien, but even though it does tie into Hadley's Hope, which was the main focus location of aliens, aliens. and the stuff that happens, it's like, it takes place when it was, did we decide it was like 12 or some? I, I don't remember anymore. Yeah, yeah, it takes place like after that though, with the characters that were involved before that whole, you know, colonial marine thing, but it's what was going on. And now that we have a book that's taking place, it's called Aliens, dealing with Hadley's Hope stuff again, but it takes place 14 years after that one. I I have to assume that Gabriel Cruz and the rest of Whale and Utami they don't get their alpha sample yeah, that they want. Yeah, I don't they
0: think want. they do, uh, because this actually is almost like, like a future state deal. It and is. Yeah, it ends up giving you a look that, well, I mean, then again, Whale and Utani, they're always up to no good, Eric. They always want more, right? More, more, more. they always do. Uh, the funny thing is, Consumerism in space. I don't hear a lot. Now, again, I don't really talk to a lot of people who You don't travel the in the alien, alien circle. well the alien deal i don't know if the book is doing well or whatnot it's hard to get numbers now and whatnot but i do like the idea at the end they are really going with now it's it's not alien number five coming out next. It's A number five A five. I'm like A five, all right. Look, and again, the, I the saw phones. that as well,
1: but I didn't know. Does that mean like no, you know, Is that something different? No, it's that, because it is the alien inside. Like story. does Marvel Don't have time to say alien now? This well, could be A five. A five. I think they want to be real, like fancy
0: and things <laughs> cool like now? that. Now with that, I would think that A five We'll end that first arc, that Alien Inside arc, which, uh, you know, they usually have five issue arcs or maybe the ad. this. I don't know. This is really odd when it came in. And I thought, OK, I saw Alien. I send it over to Eric. We'll get this done and, and whatnot. And then I started reading. I'm like, I I'm really lost here. And I'm lost in the way that I think that this, especially if you are not an Alien movie fan. You know, and who who is it, Eric, right? But this is
1: aliens jam. Well, this I'm is your jam.
0: Aliens and it is my jam, but aliens is my jam, not this. And I'm saying
1: though, this is aliens know, aftermath. But it is the aftermath of what is your jam.
0: Well, if this is my jam, actually I want before math. Give me Eric. my jelly. I just want aliens the movie and I'm done. Uh, because I ended up reading it is funny, but once I heard Vasquez, oh my god, I'm in the know. And then I kind of went through it with idea, Yeah, I, I don't really want to know Uh, because this is just kind of just a side deal. I think that it's thrown out there just to have a book that will fill in a space because it does look like this might be kind of one of those controlled delay type things where, you know, we haven't had you said since June 16th was the yeah. last one. This coming out a month later, maybe they just. It really does him. feel
1: almost like this was supposed to be the in my mind. I'm, I don't know how these works or what their plans are at Marvel with the Alien yeah. franchise, but mm. this feels like it would have been Alien number six, and like, oh no, yeah, so Kenny Johnson's delayed issue. Let's just put this out as, and like, yeah, we I, can't call it number five because that screws up the order. So let's just say it's its own thing. It is funny that I didn't even realize, like,
0: until you started talking, that this actually was called <laughs> Aliens. Yeah, so it makes sense. I mean. I think it's its that, own thing. I'll tell you, I think what this is, is basically we have the license. We can do some things. Hey, Ben Percy, you like the horror stuff. You like the aliens? Yeah, I do. I like the aliens. Well, why don't you write a little story that takes place afterwards, a little aftermath? The It's just thrown in here for people who might dig it, hoping that the Alien stuff would sell for the 35th anniversary. They're on the cover, Eric, the Aliens 35th anniversary. And, yeah, so you go in and I'll tell you, it's written by Benjamin Percy, art by Dave Wachter, colors by Christopher Sotomayor, letters by V.C.'s Arne Anna Mayer. I, I will tell you right now, I was not that big on the art. I thought that the art was a little uh, down at points I couldn't tell who was who, and it gets a little soupy. Is that Does that make sense? It's a little I soupy guess. sales, it is. It just ends up at points where, oh my god, the floor's rotten. Hey, are you down there? I'm like, I really don't know
1: what's going on. And well, that's the thing. It's not even just the art, but some of the angles as well. Yeah, well, the, well the, that's, the, the, the I'm choice. With that as well. That the artist yeah. chose with the panel it's layout, the not, art- even like the, not even the panel layout, but like the angle of the panel yep. and what we're going to see inside, you know, Hadley's Hope when we start seeing, you know, the decayed bodies of aliens and people intertwined with the floor and everything like that. It just becomes like it's all gray and black and I it don't is. know what I'm looking at and where are the angles. And
0: I think that the, the issue and I think what they're doing and, and it's you, – you hit it right on the head there. That is part of my problem where the angles and the art itself – I can't tell what's going and I think that's supposed to give you that claustrophobic feel uh but it it just
1: maybe not. It gives me what am I looking on. at feel? That's,
0: that's the feel that I had but here is the little bit that of It can also setup. cause vertigo. Yeah, really. No,
1: which vertigo. will make me vomit. That
0: would make me too. In 2122 the multi in t- it- <laughs> Multinational corporation, Whale and Yutani. I don't know why I, I froze there thinking that it was going to say like multi universal for something. Whale and Yutani diverted their commercial towing vehicle, the Nostromo 2 LV426, a moon orbiting the planet Calpamos. Suddenly answering a uh, puzzled distress call, Whale and Yutani secretly wished to secure specimens of a dangerous alien species known as xenomorphs for study and profit. Tragedy struck the crew of the in 2179, a colony known as Hadley's Hope, built on LV-26. Yes, was overrun by xenomars. So it's funny. I'm like, oh, I know that. I know Aliens. Nostromo, too. <laughs> Whale An attempt to rescue the colony was also met with tragedy. The year is now 2114. Whale and has tried to bury any memory of Hadley's Hope, but not everyone is ready to put the disaster to rest. And right away, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna paraphrase what you told me is the biggest problem of this book. There's no likable characters here. There really isn't.
1: And Well, even the whole process of what we're doing here, like we're going to get into the story. It's like, oh, my God, we're going to find out what happened to Hadley's Hope. But the people that we're going to find out this through are people called Renegade XM. And I don't know what kind of freaking satellite radio they have in space, but they don't have Howard Stern. It's not for me. they got Cutter (laughs) Vasquez here. He's
2: on vacation there.
1: Renegade XM. It's a reality space TV show with freedom fighters slash terrorists who plan on taking Waylon Utani down because of what they've done to people. And Cutter is our main character. And he's ultimately a, an adrenaline junkie piece of crap the whole way through. So he's our main guy. He's our tie, our connection. He is the nephew of vasquez from the like you know aliens movie, aliens, the private yeah. vasquez the colonial marine who everybody but, loves right exactly I mean, really. well that's the thing is that's like well, there's some problems though with you know jeanette goldstein the actress and I canceling well, her because I'm she's not, not, not saying everybody okay. loves
0: the actor because there is problems right now yes somehow they want to cancel something from 35 years ago you, you it's know. tough it's Stoop. tough but and cancel in a way of like weird uh but with that what are they going to recast it now it's you know crazy special edition now with that though I was almost going to say in the alien movies, you don't necessarily have the greatest guys and gals anyway, but they're realistic in the way they're Marines. You know, they end up, you know, some are hardcore, some are going, but they end up being likable. Because well, that's the thing. Is, at least
1: at least we know that, like, say we're going into Aliens. We have Ripley back. We know we can trust Ripley. And we have, you know, the Colonial Marines. They're going to be fun. They're going to be our muscles, stuff like that. But in the background, we have Burke as well, Paul Reiser. We know he's a piece yeah, of he's, crap going through. he's a and piece of crap. He's going to be the heel. You're waiting for him to do that complete heel turn, and you know what's going to happen. So at least we know sit up here. With these characters, these, you know terrorists that are going around blowing terrorists up fuel with, depots you know,
0: on the the instagrams and the on YouTube. the instagrams but
1: even this whole thing where cutter vasquez here we're getting his backstory it's like this they were on like uh i believe it was a mining like um uh travel his him and his parents were going off to go do y- and yutani mining and in between the long space travel and everybody was in hypersleep like you know they had one of the people back out of the in new time and they had some like financial issues and they decided to cut some costs so somewhere along the line they turned off their sleep hypersleep killing his parents and it happened on four different ships so like it wasn't a malfunction this is a whole conspiracy and this is like the whole idea but that's not the problem. And then it goes that's, on. Yeah, that's and what's then weird. there's my aunt Vasquez. She was a colonial Marine. And then she went missing or dead or whatever. And like, we're going to find out what happened to Hadley. So I'm like, why don't you find out what happened to your parents more? Well, and
0: that, that the thing about this is, and you keep going with the idea. It's not stressed enough, though. The idea, let's stick it to Whalen and tiny, In the meantime, let me find out what happened to my aunt. But it's almost like he's there. And this is being recorded. My parents, they got the cryo off and- That's not alien stuff. So let me go over to here and talk about Vasquez. And it just comes off as, okay, you're kind of a jerk. And And also,
1: we have to force this narrative to make sense. Yeah. And also, I want to tell or ask anybody. Here's a tie in, wink, wink. In any
0: comics or anything, has there ever been, you know, maybe iCarly? Eric, the idea of like YouTubers (laughs) and social media influencers that in in these that you ever like, because they always have to make them kind of pieces of crap anyway. And that's what I... I will tell you liked. that one.
1: Clarissa was explaining it all, I listened. Well, that
0: was good, too, but I'm saying iCarly might be the best. Eric. I don't have uh, that one. Yeah, so you end up, they have the reboot coming or the uh, sequel or whatever you'd call it, continuation going on right you can now.
2: Tell me
1: how that is, then. Yeah, I will.
0: Uh, but, yeah, they end up going off and they, they get some data from this one deal. that in, They take in, the hard drive. Yeah, In this whole deal, they're on... You know, a Whalen yutani fueling station, and they're doing their YouTube, and you end up having this cutter. It's like, hey, everybody, look at us! They kill us, terrorists, but we're freedom fighters. Look. We're bad, but I'm going to press this. This place is going to blow up in 60 seconds. Let's go. And
2: they start running and everything. And right yelling. away,
1: you realize while you think somebody has you know, a point to this whole thing, they are out here for a reason, being this group that is dedicated to good. When you say, I'm going to set this bomb to 60 seconds, you know he's an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, he's a piece yeah, of crap and you don't care about him anymore. And
0: everybody yells at him. He almost
1: kills his entire team.
0: Ben Percy. And really, he actually damages the ship. He's like, yeah, baby, woo, and they're like, yeah. One of our uh, shields is down. The one thruster, eh, ah, whatever. And we we stuck it to the whale in Utani, but you don't get enough time in this to ever get behind any of these other characters, anyway. And and really, you don't even get enough time to get behind Vasquez as they end up going and they've searched this hard drive. They do what's find- this call him Cutter? Yeah, Cutter. They do end up with a you know a ping. On the Hadley's Hope, this
1: is what they've been looking for. Oh, and my God, this is Hadley's Hope. This is the place that nobody knew where it was anymore because Waylon Utami scrubbed all the records. Yeah, and with that, it's like almost like it is a
0: fueling-type thing that was scrubbed a little but still there, and they get that, and they go off to this other planet. Man, it looks like soup down there. What's up? I'm like, just get to it, please. And A they, nuclear winter. Yeah, they land on the the planet, it's a nuclear winter, and they go and there's Hadley's Hope, they're going, and and all this stuff going on, they're discussing oh my god, it must have been a huge explosion there must have been all this going on they end up going in and start seeing
1: you know, alien
0: stuff Dead I, it, bodies yeah. of
1: humans, aliens, all mixed to entwined inside these you know compact structures that made up the Hadley's Hope c- colony, and pretty much every. All right, everybody, let's separate, spread out. <laughs> hey, nothing <laughs> bad can fight happen here.
0: here. Hey, I'm kind of scared here. Well, it is a crypt, but oh no, I fell through the floor. Cutters going off. It's one of
1: those weird situations though within the alien franchise where we have you know these aliens. The xenomorphs are the ultimate weapon that uh, like Weyland Yutani wants but I never know through the different sequels when they, people make different, I wish I could make an example right now, but people make reference to things about different alien kind of things, or it's an alien. I never know how many people in space in this universe have come across other aliens. Yeah. 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 Like, what's, say what What else is out there no, besides for the Xenomorphs? Because they act like they, like they yeah. do stuff, but they seem like they are out there, but we never get enough out of the alien franchise to really say outside of the Xenomorphs.
0: Yeah. It's the Xenomorphs. And, um, so with that, Cutters looking around, and you end up having Woody, who is the pretty much the dude in space trying to film. He's got his you know Hawaiian shirt on. He feels he has,
1: like the sleazy like agent that's working does, with Cutter, but
0: he seems to be the guy who's like you know running the camera. He's the guy who puts it on and off, and you even have where Cutters like turn it off, Woody. I don't need this. Oh, that's good. Everything for him is you're always on for him oh man that's good that's gonna get them while this is all going on though you end up having the first sight of this new type of alien out and about and goes and I know, and, I know and now it. I realize I know it.
1: it's like here we are. We're just going and selling toys for Kenner that's again for this different be. things. Because even the idea with the aliens, because we weren't the Kenner aliens in the early 90s, like the, the toy line, where you're like, okay, Alien 3 is out, but nobody likes that one. We're just going to call it aliens. But in the Alien 3 movie, we had a dog alien, or for the directors, it's called it a cow alien. But we had a different kind of alien, so that's how we're going to do it. We're going to have a bunch of soldiers and a crap ton of different kind of animal-slash-aliens going on here. And when we show up here, it's like... All right everybody here's the almost translucent ice alien i'm like the hell you say yeah, yeah.
0: and and it's Ties into the idea at the beginning, like, oh, there's some radiation, but we got our things going on. Well,
1: even that, I really thought because the situation, because they have somebody on the group who knows about Burke, you know, uh, Paul Reiser's character, about how there is a secret test subject who's in cryo sleeps hidden in Hadley's Hope, who still has a chest burster inside him. So the idea is if his mission failed, and obviously it did because he died in the movie, there's this other, like, you know, sample for Whalen Utami to eventually pick up. And we have it here that. We're going to go and we're going to freaking get this thing because Cutter is actually more than a piece of crap than we knew because the people that broke away from Whale and Utami years ago that caused the financial crisis with them, they are offering Cutter a bunch of money for this sample. So he is a sellout through and through. He doesn't care about nothing. He just cares about getting paid. But Whale and Utami is coming in through their. Mother AI computer program, which is kind of funny because in here they activate the mother program and the you know, alien. It was the mother six thousand. Here's the mother seven thousand, but it's actually a Miss Utani from Whale Utami who is personally talking to them, trying to get them along the lines of getting this thing, and also counter offering them, saying we'll pay you doubles and and wipe your criminal record which exactly. Is
0: and even that, you end up having Cutter. He's announcing this on that show deal, like, hey, we're going to do this because we're pieces of crap. Uh, with that, you end up having Will and Yutani. The minute that they got that hard drive and put oh, but it the into whole their thing- system, they've been tracked and bugged. Oh, yeah. Once they were on was, the ship, yeah. they've been,
1: like, in track completely. But this whole thing is well, – I was getting to the idea of that. When we have this thing, it's like, all right, this person was infected. He's been put in sleep, and he's been in sleep for 14 years now. I really thought when they went to go find this person or this subject that, you know, Burke was talking about his say. personal logs – the reason that the chest burster is an ice alien is because it was mixed with this person who was cryogenically yeah, frozen. Yeah, that's what That's I not the case at all. It just seems like, all right? there's a nuclear winter outside and somehow ice <laughs> alien. Yeah, I, I actually thought would go
0: in and like, okay, this is what we – oh, no,
1: it's not there. It's broken. Oh, geez. Like, and that even was what when, happened. Even when Rosewood starts fighting this alien and its arm gets freaking burnt off like, oh, my God, it shot nitroglycerin out of me. I'm like – why did we, sh- we change from al- like acid to nitro? It's like a not, not, no, I'm sorry, not nitroglycerin. That's not the word. That's um, uh, uh, what is the word? Uh, the liquid liquid oh, nitrogen. It's liquid nitrogen. Yeah. 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 So instead of acid, it's liquid nitrogen. I'm like, who gives a shit? Why do we have <laughs> to change things? Why I do we have know. to have a goofy well, alien? Because we're
0: here. You, you didn't realize this is like the Star Wars version of Alien, not the planet being one thing. It's whatever planet you're on, the alien has to be that, I guess. But it's weird because I thought it was going to be part of the cryogenic deal, too. Plus, it really I, felt like it spelled it out this I, oh my God, this is what it's going to be. Nope. I thought that I didn't get the concept of the years. And I actually thought that was going to be the Colonel as well. This would be how he got back. I really oh, you thought that was going to be Gabriel. Cruz, uh, Cruz I thought it was Gabriel. The other series? I actually okay. thought that we'd get there and and have it inside, you know, alien, alien inside, alive, right, alive yeah. inside. And I was, oh, that that's crazy. Now we see how he did get off with all that. Nope. Nope. This is the future. Uh, And yeah, it, I mean, it looks cool visually. <laughs> the ice xenomorph, but it doesn't do anything. Again, does it?
1: It just looks I like it's xen- okay. It Somebody looks, it drew it a xenomorph pops. and instead of trawling it in like greys right. and blacks, it's blues it and pops. whites. It looks
0: like an X ray. See you there. Uh but they do find this test subject. Liquid nitrogen and that's, Jim. Yeah. That's when it's you, got you find it. Liquid out. nitrogen blood. <laughs> it's so crazy. You end up where that's where they, you know, say What's oh, that well, do? Gonna, oh, it gonna, burns you. It burns you. It actually freezes oh, your arm it and it shatters, matter. it seems. Uh you end up where Okay, hey, I, I'm on the side. I'm doing this thing. We're going to get a lot of money for this. And that's when Yutani and Yutani and Yutani, Miss Yutani, comes and says, listen, whatever you're doing, we've been listening. Stop like, We <laughs> want that test subject as well. We'll pay you double. And then I was thinking of the semantics of, like, if they get off, like, they'd be so dumb. Here it is. <laughs> and then i just get shot. I'm like, yeah, how yeah. would you do this to I'm hand you, off no, and get that this money?
1: This is the end to every alien movie, every sequel – if the bad guys won, yeah, everybody yeah, gets yeah. just involved, they get killed. Because even when you had Whaley Nutani show up, at like Alien Three is like they're going to kill all the prisoners to yeah, get yeah, to Ripley yeah, and yeah. everything yeah. like that. No matter I'm what,
0: yeah, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't know that you should go with the Whaley Nutani plan here. I mean, just get the other honestly, money. you
1: don't have much other. Like it's even like Gabriel Cruz, the idea that his son snuck his security card and yeah, went up yeah, there yeah, and yeah. caused his problem. Now Gabriel Cruz has to do this he's because screwed. even if he doesn't want to, he's going to prison yeah, because yeah, his son screwed him prison, over. Yeah. So it's one of these no-win situations, like. All right, you can either deliver the alien to me or we can track you arrest you and we'll put you in prison as well or maybe even kill you. So it's like – or you can get paid and you can go about your days the way you want. won. But, or we might kill you anyway. But and again, you got but there's, a, an a, idea
0: there's a possibility that you could get
1: out. Like it's that, a right? Kobayashi Maru. It's a no yeah, win yeah. situation. That's what happens.
0: ends up while they're doing this and this – freezing and seeing them this going you end up where the cabling alien. the cabling kind of snaps for this you know they actually get the whole cryogenic the, yeah, up. they're trying
1: to get the cryogenic s- tube up
0: out snapping and then it breaks open uh-oh oh <laughs> spaghettios and then i'm like get away from there and they go up like i hear a heartbeat and you're like uh oh. I don't is. know
1: why this surprised them. This these are people who live in their future and the idea is like I hear a heartbeat, but yeah, it was in cryo sleep and now you know that since the cryo tube is broken, it is going to awaken the person inside. Yeah. yeah oh I hear, I hear a heartbeat.
0: I hear a heartbeat. you it's ridiculous. That's what you're... <laughs> and the then, the yeah, then the chest
1: burster immediately the
0: chest out. comes and that's supposed to be the jump scare at the end. And that's kind of silly because, But, ju- know,
1: but jump scares don't work in comic that's, books that's the, the same way. That's the
0: problem. And the problem with a lot of this is a lot of things don't work. You've said it a bunch of times when we talk about Ellen. You don't have the music. You don't have that tension. So I think that you do have to go in and play it a little different. And I don't know that Ben Percy does that. I think Ben Percy just gives you... Pretty much bare bones deal, you know, gets an outline. OK, the big thing is it'll be Vasquez's, you know, nephew. But with that, like Cutter. you said, y- you have to go past the parents dying to get to Vasquez. So it doesn't mean as so we much have a tie in. And then at one point, you know, there's Cutter. Oh, man. Let's go? Oh, no, I found a gun that says adios. I'm
1: like okay,
0: You're like I'm yeah. telling you, you
1: did not need the familiar connection here to and do any of the story. If you have a guy who's against whaling you Tommy who is a piece of crap, all you did, hey, we're gonna get a fat payday for that's going it. to this place, and
0: that's what throws me with this. Is all you needed to do? You wanted. They're all pieces of crap. You, you can't deny. And it. then wow. you
1: find out it is whaling you, and not this other one who's actually giving you information. And that's how they know where their Hadley's Hope planet is they because they're the one who yeah. scrubbed the information. They can you have, have this this twists and turns without making the stupid tie into aliens, just because. Hey, Vasquez, pretty cool, right? Yeah, because where does it go from the idea of oh man, I
0: found the adios gun, but by the way, I'm gonna get big fat monies. Like it, it's not like what it, he doesn't <laughs> even seem to want to do. Like. What is he going to do? What is he going to bury the gun? You're going to use the gun? Whatever. Nothing. It is the idea of almost like all the pieces of crap and the. He's trying to take advantage, trying to make money off of this yeah. with this YouTube deal. Just go with it. Like you said, have the dupe that it has been whaling your Tony, the whole time leading them to that. And then at the end. Because this is what burster. they want anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird to get like. You start and end in the standard deal. In the middle you get a little sidetracked of things that you don't need to and with The Twists
1: and turns are just tourist traps, you didn't need to go down.
0: And they're the twist and turns in a one shot that you don't really care about these people. I mean legitimately. Woody. Do, do you care that Woody is now gonna get, you know, eaten oh, by no, an alien? I mean, seriously. He wears a Hawaiian shirt in space. Uh, seriously, after this, me and you are writing the next one shot. It's ten years later where you show up and there's Hawaiian shirt wearing xenomorphs everywhere. They have now populated Big all party this. animals. They're just sitting there drinking drinks and stuff. It's actually the aliens bro is what we'll call it. It'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. Just sitting there smashing beer cans on their heads and stuff. It'd be awesome, man. but yeah i i didn't like the art i thought that the story was pretty much elementary and really going in different ways that you didn't only to go back to what you always would get anyway so i i would give this a 5.5 5.
1: it seems so weird though it's like okay we like and the thing is even going to the end where it's like the action doesn't stop here come back like do like next week pretty much for alien number five when i'm like it, but it's like the thing that they say it's not it's not game over yet. Check out Alien Five, Alien Inside, and that's the whole thing. Like, but what about what we're reading right now? Because you're telling us to go back to another series, and it feels so weird to do that. But why is everybody concerned right now? It's like, okay, Marvel has the Alien rights. We're I gonna do the Alien books, and the thing is like everybody's coming in. All right, what's your pitch? Hear hear me out now. Hadley's hope that's what the last seven guys said because everybody <laughs> yeah. needs to go back to aliens <laughs> and talk about hadley's hope right now like it's only two stories yeah but that's all we're dealing with and it feels weird and even like Matia vasquez i'm like i don't think we need to deal with this familiar connection because think it that doesn't work a
0: good pitch you're not down with that pitch the the idea listen what do you got hadley's hope vasquez <laughs> cryogenic xenomorphs. You had me
1: at Hadley's like, Hope! Even even the last, uh, like I say the last one, but the one we're currently dealing with that's not out this week, the Alien book, we have that Bishop connection to aliens and everything else, and even like, you know, Gabriel Cruz, he was down there, seemed like he was the first crew to go and check out Hadley's Hope before the Colonial Marines showed up, and it's like, everything has to do with this, and I'm like, how the hell out of all of this, though, do we get ice aliens? Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I and, and I think at the end of the last issue of uh the regular alien book, which we didn't talk about, I think what you got out of that, the alpha, the Gabriel Cruz alien that they went to go getting out of this fully grown, it looks like it's a king alien. So we always have to get crazy with our goofy freak. And I'm pretty sure they've done that many times in video games. I think they even had action figures of the king alien. But it's this – This whole goofy concept, which is fun when it first happened, where you can have different like xenomorph iterations based on its host. But now when you go... This almost feels supernatural. It's like the ice alien. He evolved from his surroundings. I'm like... Just give me something cool like a, like a, like a, I don't know, a rhino alien. I don't know. Even that sounds stupid. I'm trying to come up with something that is big but and dangerous. I know what you're saying. A no, lion I, alien. Well,
0: you're saying that I'm, I'm looking just to see that there would be like a part. There's nothing, you know, as of yet. That This seems to be a one shot. Just How do you a, have a one
1: shot that ends on a cliffhanger?
0: Well, because that's what you do. Uh, the cliffhanger, the cliffhanger's, hey, everybody. <laughs> it's the same thing that always happens. That's what I think they're playing with. Uh, You know, hey, chestburster. Oh, really? That'd be funny. Listen to this. Here's my pitch. Chestburster. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, he knows the lingo, he can talk the talk, but can he walk the walk? It just seems like a weird situation. I think right it's just now, thrown out there for the anniversary, and they just
1: got the it, it just feels weird though. Because, yes, it's like it seems like our team of Renegade XM, which we never cared about in the first place, they're all gone, they're yeah. dead. And Miss Yutani's talking to like the board's like, the board is not going to be happy about this loss, Miss Yutani. And she's like, loss Renegade XM is finished, and a specimen still remains, and I'm like. But so does an ice alien. Now you have a specimen yeah, on top of an ice alien. I, I don't I know actually, what's happening. I,
0: funny. I was like, which one <laughs>
1: are you going to get the
0: ice aliens too? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I don't like it's this. Not great. <laughs> it's not good. And, and just to let everybody know, if, if you're playing at home, we didn't talk about the last alien, alien number, alien four. number yeah. four, because we didn't like that that much either. It really didn't do much. So,
1: uh, like with, I said, all you're missing out on that, King Alien at yeah, the King end. Alien, dun, dun, dun.
0: So, yeah, we'll be back for number five, uh, hopefully. Hopefully it'll pick up. But, yeah, I don't know that uh, we'll be dealing with any of these one-shots or anything from here on out. Maybe we will just have fun. I don't know if we're going to be dealing with any of these don't one-trick know if ponies. I have any other ones. I have no idea. But I want to see more of these aliens, Eric. What could they come up with next? Right, well, I have
1: a scorpion alien right over here, action figure. Maybe and it's cool because like, – it it, it, i'm saying the thing is it really just looks like a brown alien it has more of a pokey tail but it really just looks like a standing on the only reason i like the scorpion alien action figures because you have a butt on the back that makes it explode i'm like that's all i want but you have a like the action figures were all there for if you want to do stupid silly shit like here's a gorilla alien he hugged you and he squirted water at you in the action figure you had a snake alien you had a bull alien you had all of this different stuff and like you you know what they didn't have I don't think they did an ice, an ice
0: sailing because they, that would, was too goofy for Kenner. It would have been kind of a neat figure though. <laughs> I say that again. It's like, well, almost I'm, like I'm the, you, they had a translucent sort of one, Sure, stuff, the translucent deal. Uh, did they ever have, like, almost go with the Puppet Master, something you like? Did they have, like, the OG alien made of wood, Eric? Did they have that? Did they have I, the alien? I don't think you understand alien? the
1: concept of how he these things work. To be a
0: real alien, is what he says there. I don't you know. never, you've never watched Aliens, have no. you? No. <laughs> I saw Aliens. I saw Alien once. I saw Aliens probably a total of two times, but that was in multiple different watchings and things like that. Uh, but once I ended up getting rid of cable and whatnot, you know, things aren't being there's no channels for me to flip by and see it whatnot but uh i liked aliens you Alien old man you got rid of cable like five years ago that's right that's <laughs> what i'm saying right i'm 12 you uh, only
1: had 30 years to yeah, check this well, out I, di-
0: I didn't know eric <laughs> uh, i i had other things going on uh, but what would you give it? I give it a five point five. What would you? give I'm it? right there with you with a yeah. five
1: point five. That seems uh, legitimately okay. If, if you're if you're an if aliens you're an alien fan,
0: officially, I don't <laughs> want to get everything. I guess again,
1: again I, I'm saying though, even that, I'm like, I, think I like that aliens, would, I but think like, that would this, this is a detriment. that's yeah. what I'm
0: saying. I I didn't like it. five just for basic things. Like I'm like, can't follow the art. Like you said, the angles. I wasn't into the characters or whatnot. Four. But not one point was I like like getting mad at a cryogenic alien because I'm like. Mm, what do they have these later? I have no idea. And yeah, yeah, you, know, you could keep going down because it is it is wacky stuff. And is it?
1: this that it's inconsequential to everything you're dealing with right now with Alien?
0: Well, and with that, just as the final deal, and you kind of hinted at it the whole time. Basically, all you're doing with this is saying Vasquez's nephew. Ice alien. Those are the only things that you would ever like. Oh, my God. I got to check that out because everything else. And that is Oh, my God. I these are words I know. Yeah, so that is that. But thank you for joining me, Eric, over here on the Marvel side of things with these alien stuff and hopefully some more. Of the horror stuff, maybe a Frankenstein or the Dracula. Hopefully, come out. That'd be awesome. But uh I'm going to go off now, and I believe that I'll be finishing up with a little Iron Man. All right, everybody, and we're going to finish up with Iron Man number ten, written by Christopher Cantwell, art by Kafu, colors by Frank Diamanta, and letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And this is the first issue in three since we've had. Iron Man in his own book, so that's kind of cool, right? And here is the recap: Korvac resurrected in an android body seeks to boost his already formidable powers to godlike levels by traveling to Tau Two Galactus' worldship. Iron Man assembled an eclectic team of heroes, including Hellcat, to pursue him off planet. While en route in space, Korvac telepathically revealed his plan to forcibly transform all sentient life into a homogeneous consciousness. Iron Man was then mysteriously teleported away, leaving Hellcat to lead the chase. Tony found himself on an alien planet confronted by a group of strange warriors. Megado, it's called. And this is one of those books and one of those writers, Christopher Cantwell, that I'm not a big fan of. And if you are, that's fine. And what I get from Christopher Cantwell, and a lot of times it's the group speak around him and in reviews of this idea that he... Does the human version of the Oh, this is the human version of Tony Also, it's clever, it's intelligent It's the thinking person's book And usually when I hear that stuff It it ends up making me very scared Because that is a lot of times used When people just want to say something is good And not really You just get these, you know, buzzwords And catchphrases Mm -hmm. and things like that So going into this, I saw some reviews Oh my god, this shows Tony Without the tech, this shows Iron Man without the iron. He's just the man. And I know that you know some of these issues leading up to this. You had some of that whatnot, but this issue in particular really points out a lot of the the problems I have with these sort of things and these sort of you know almost like of personality behind the writer deal. With I'm reading this and I don't mind the concept, and that's where I think Christopher Cantwell he has some good ideas. He has a good concept. He has a good Feel of what he but the actual You know page to page Deal to me a lot of times It falls flat it sometimes Even goes to be laughable In this it's a horrific Scene though I end up giggling At the end because of what Tony does And then what everybody doesn't But the idea of oh my god It's so cool because you get tech guy Tony on this Planet he gets teleported to And oh my god he actually has to use His hands and things like that not really, because he gets powered up and really it's just said, oh, there's plenty of power like that. So you don't even have that. In the meantime, he doesn't even get out of the armor because of the idea that he broke his neck. So he can't. So he explains that to everybody. He also has where Christopher Cantwell wants to throw in this idea of addiction because it's Tony. And Tony did set up with Rody a. Morphine drip because of his Injury and Tony's Already like worrying down the line Oh my god what am I gonna do Also I can hack into this and get more Of the morphines well here's a tip Don't and and again I might Seem like I'm like just Mean about that and what but It's always something like Oh my god what is he gonna do without Patsy well Patsy can telepathically Talk to him here everything ends up Being oh what would happen if But never happens And then, even with that, there's even more ridiculousness going on. Now, with that, I'll even reveal my score so people don't get upset. I still am going to give this a seven out of 10, which I think is a deserving score for it. I think that there's a cool concept here and I want to see how it plays out. But really, in this first issue of getting Tony back here and having him on this planet, it, it just ends up at points being eye rolling to me and not clever and not intelligent. You end up having Tony on this planet. And he's thinking about things he's talking about, how he's there. And he's kind of, you know, mingling with these people from around the galaxy, around the universe. Yet the planet is named after a a city in the valley of ancient Galilee on Earth. And and it's just played off of, I guess, you know, one of the settlers was human and suggests it. Now, I don't know if we're supposed to believe that later on. The one person there that we do end up Well, there's a bunch, but one of the people there Also, Tony runs into human after human So, but is it, and I'll just reveal Is it Stoatman that called it that? I mean, it's Megiddo, which is the Greek name uh, uh, Armageddon So he's like, ooh, I wonder if they realized that was the case Hopefully, I, I hope they laugh at it like it's a joke of what But it doesn't, that doesn't do anything for the story And you're already like skewing things Later on you end up having this woman that he meets Yar, the second in command. She's a Cree warrior, but yet later is just going back and forth with pop culture references to The Wizard of Oz. Now, do, are we supposed to believe that she knows these because at one point she went, earth or the whatnot, or she's upset? I don't know, because again, these are surface level things where it just makes me scratch my head. Why do you do that? Why is she... Talking about the Wizard of Oz and whatnot And, and even then I, I do like the idea that the pop culture Reference is very Topical to Tony's age and things Like that so that's cool he even mentions Little House in the Prairie though I would have mentioned Gilligan's Island but that's me uh, But the idea of all this Going on like why does this Cree warrior who's stuck on this planet You know does she even know what Wizard of Oz Is enough to do that but that that's just That's side things You know, that what happens, though, is Tony's talking about uh, this village, these people from all around the galaxy. And right away, he's starting to kind of, you know, veer towards the idea of this is pretty cool. Now, with it, he ends up calling it a hippie commune. That would be so against what Tony is all about. But Christopher Cantwell and this book, it is playing that idea of Tony searching for himself and maybe... Being on a planet away from everything, not that seemingly not having to be Iron Man, but yet he is later. But is this what he wants to get involved? Does he want to get his hands dirty in a way that you like grow crops or you know things like that? I don't know, but that's that's the concept that I don't mind. I do like it. He ends up talking to this lady. Doesn't really know that many of the people around, but he's trying to meet them. He ends up seeing the security guard. A bunch of guys, like man, they get on the long better than we do in the Avengers You know, again, pushing this idea that he might kind of dig this Well, then he does run into somebody he knows Colin Richards, Avro X And he's like, hey, what's up? And this is kind of laugh out loud funny to me The idea that you end up having Colin come in Hey, what's going on, Tony? Oh, hey, Colin, you still in Canada? The minute that Canada said the next pretty much three things that Colin says have to have a uh, like that's how quick like, oh, well, oh, yeah, I was a what's got a <laughs> like, really It's like, hello, love. I mean, just because he's Canadian doesn't mean that. But then it disappears, which almost makes it worse that it was just said like, oh, yeah, Tony was right. He is Canadian because he says a. All right, great, all right So they end up talking about things And, and the idea of this Hey, I I was I ended up being teleported Here too, eh And he's like, oh man, and Tony's trying to figure things out As everybody is And, you know, he's starting to you know Meet some people, and then, oh my god You know, I end up, and he ends up going back To lay down And he's plotting things out You know, it's the end of the day, eh And he goes back, and he's like figuring things And that's where you get this, oh man yeah, I have this morphine drip You know, I have this mean roadie I hope that I'm able to end up Not going into the supply And what happens when I run out And what not Well, by that point You might want to wean yourself off that, Tony And try to get it, you know, get going I mean, there are ways The idea that Christopher Campbell Spelling it out as a Almost like a, a doomed sentence here Oh my God, I'm going to run out of this And, and I could hack it and do Don't hack into it And then when you're getting near the end, because you're a smart guy, you know, take care of where, you know, the days are going and whatnot. And then at the end, you start weaning yourself down. And that's what you do. Now, you might have some problems because of this injury or whatnot, but that's kind of you can kind of do what you would have done anywhere else. Like I said, we wean off of it. But he's worried about it. And again, he's worried about it. He's addictive personality type guy and whatnot. But it's seemingly just there with like, remember him? He had a drinking problem now. He's going to have a drug problem. Oh, my God. He's stuck on this. Planet. What is he going to do? I don't know enough about the planet either and what's going on with all this to even say what he would be able to do. Seemingly, at the as we go on, everybody seems to know about this morphine, too, which is odd. But he gets up the next day and he goes looking around. He ends up finding what appears to be statues, you know, ancient statues. And he just kind of rubs the side of one and then pulls out, a, it's a panel and there is, you know, some tech on it. I don't know how he gets this. He pulls this and then just grabs one of the wires from inside this robot, this giant robot, and then just hooks it up right to his armor and powers up and says, boy, and even then, he's like, oh man, I could use a charge. Well, this is what I was talking about with the idea of, hey, Tony, without the, the Iron Man suit. No, but, but No, he's powered up. And and the weird thing is, he's like, this seems different. It seems like a different potent energy. It seems to be biological, enzymatic. Well, here's the thing. He just pulls out a wire and, and hooks it up to himself. Listen, I'm in a house where there are at least 50 cords for phones. Half the time I can't find a damn cord to charge my phone because they don't work. Yet Tony's there on a planet in the middle of nowhere, they don't even know where they are. And he finds an old relic. Tech deal and just pulls out a wire Right in mainline and boom He puts it in and he's charging up In an energy that he doesn't even recognize But then he says oh it's Not morphine but it's still Something pretty good Really like that That's what (laughs) what you're going with But yeah Yar comes in and is like oh boy These ruins are quite the quandary Aren't they and he's like yeah Yeah big one that's what I was Thinking she's like yeah a lot of power And pretty much says we end up fueling up Powering up our turbines and generators With the power that are from these Even though you know this one Wasn't even open yet it seems to be right there Why wouldn't they have had that open Why wouldn't they tell them about it But you basically say yeah we, we have power Forever there's tons of it Alright so basically You have checked off the list where Tony Doesn't have to worry about powering up The Iron Man suit because he's going to be Able to do that but End up with this. You're going to go talk to the leader, the wizard. You know, there's this Wizard of Oz deal that keeps being thrown in with all of this. It was said before we're going to go with this. This is what I said with this yar, who is a Cree warrior. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, he says, oh yeah. You know, we're going to go, and you're the. I figure you're the, you know, Glinda, the Good Witch, and she's like, no, well, I don't know. I think that I'm not somebody with a pink dress. No, like, there's references to something that I don't know. That she would be aware of But they go in and this is where you get the reveal The person who's leading everything is Stiltman And it is Again in these reviews and things I see like Stiltman He was such a joke for all this time And this is the first time I see him taken seriously And we're getting the Seriously if this isn't Christopher Cantwell's version of Kite Man From Tom King's Batman run I don't know what is But it's not bad Again I like this scene it just ends up, this is not, maybe it's just because of what I read and the things of whatever, but this is not that original or impressive for me because this is Christopher Cantwell's MO. He is, to me, going with the playbook of Tom King. And he, it, it seems like he always does. But you end up where, still men's there and he comes down. And, and the idea of Tony maybe wanting to stay on this planet and this village because he's able to be, Himself this is what's funny is again If I'm going to go DC stuff this reminds me Stiltman himself reminds me of the idea uh, In DC of Lexor When you end up having Lex Luthor Go off to his own planet where they worship And things like that and he doesn't have to worry about Superman. he could do his thing here there's Stiltman who he says at one point Like people still look at me a little funny at points But he's able to Help out be the leader here uh, And it's something that he's Liking you're getting a villain who also you may be playing with the idea that he never was really respected at that, but here he is. Here he's needed. Here he's able to do things. He does say, like, i not allowed to be like the face of the organization here because some people still end up having problems with me. Again, pointing out that there's way more people out from Earth than anybody else here, even though you were spelling it out, it was all galaxy. But uh, I understand. I like it. And even says to Tony, and one of the best lines in this is the idea That Tony's like you tried to kill me a million times And he says is there a statute of limitations in an apology Because I am sorry And I thought that was a great line Again there are parts of this that I really do like I don't hate everything There's just parts that they kind of get under my skin Because of the idea that they're kind of laughable But we're going to show Hey you know Tony there And and also Stone Man before we go He says you know, maybe this is something you would like being here. Maybe you could be somebody other than like an Iron man. You could be Tony and be yourself, and he's like, "I you know, I don't know what you're talking about, whatever." Then goes off and plays baseball again it, you You have a morphine drip because you have a broken neck. you're worried about the morphine running out, but you're certainly not worried about that neck. You have the armor on so that you don't get hurt and you can't take it off. Rest a little, maybe try to rehab this thing, not there playing baseball. Again, playing where you have a couple humans, a lot of people from... Do they know what it is? But you end up having... Oh, my God, he hit a double on his first at-bat. He's running around. Settle down, buddy. You settle down. You don't need to up the morphine then later. But he then goes and lays down. And again, one of the things would be that he misses Patsy. Hellcat. But then she's ending. she ends up being able to talk to him telepathically. She's able to go... But the the thing is, you can't let her know where Tony is because that means they can come save him. And I think that the whole process of the story is going to be, does he want to be saved and is he going to save himself? And so Patsy's there talking to him of the mind in the telepathic deal. Hey, I was able to do this. Oh, do you know where I am? No, I can't find out. But, you know, I'm here to talk to you. So it, it ends up again, it ends up being that deal of let's see Tony struggle. With something different, but let's not see him struggle Because we'll end up deus machina, everything else around him You know, when when you end up having this idea of, oh my god, what is it But everything's solved from just being done or around him And so you have that, and he ends up getting to talk to Patsy And talking about, you know, being afraid and things like that But also, you know, the idea of the planet But this is where you ended up having Colin Avro X said Hey, we got, you know, a problem with the wildlife. We got some problems on this planet. And even Tony calls him out like you said. I thought you meant there was like thunderstorms or something. But it ends up where this planet. and, And again, this is something that I saw people, you know, going not nuts about. But there was some articles and stuff about this. But it's like out of nowhere. And also Tony ended up seeing. These relics, these robots that look like statues whatever. Then all of a sudden he sees one full And he goes, oh my god, these are Ultimos This is a planet of Ultimos Why didn't he know that before? Because they look the same Yeah, they were knocked apart, but he's a smart guy Well, it's there, and it's shooting lasers And this is where, this is the end of this But this is where I really Like, I I don't believe I don't believe that you could do this And not end up reading it and, And shaking your head a bit because you end up having, you know, everybody come out All the fighters, this militia that he said earlier Oh man, they're friends, they're better friends than we on the Avengers So oh my god, that is pretty cool And you even get the woman, Yar, who then, again, she was a Kree soldier She's out there leading the way as they go and fight this Ultimo Well, while the fight's going on, you end up having X say to Tony Hey, is there any way you can use your Unabeam? You know, the, the big round beam in his chest. Could you use that? And he says, well, I haven't used in a while, but I did end up sucking up some of that bioenergy. I might be able to do that, but I haven't. He, the line like, oh, I haven't used that in a minute. As they're talking, pretty much the militia, including Yard the second in command, gets eaten and killed by Ultima. So while he is saying, well, I don't know, haven't done it, and even says, This is kind of a change of clothes, you know, so I'm not. Oh, my God, they just got eaten. They're dead. They are dead. They say, oh, luckily, Yar bought us some time because she ended up being swallowed up and chewed up by with her rifle. So either that blows up or she shoots it as she's getting chewed. But I see blood. I see things going on as the whole bunch of the militia are eaten up. And then Tony, again, bought us time for what? You know what? For For you then to use the Unabeam. This is what, if he would have just used it three minutes before when he was asked, why don't you use it? I mean, this wasn't something that it was charging up. This wasn't something that he had to beep, boop, boop. Let's see. No, he just uses it then after everybody else is dead. And he ends up then blowing a hole through the, the whole deal with Ultimo. And it's funny too, because as I'm doing this, I'm wondering, you know how these you know militia they're being swallowed down the tra- oh, oh no he just blew up the stomach that's it. so just in case they they survive past the teeth he just blew them up so it's doubly insane and the ultimo goes down and you know tony even punches it so you have that try my speed fist boom so they ended up defeating this ultimo right you end up having Stiltman and Avro-X there, and they are, like, so happy that Tony ended up being able to, oh, my God, we've never been able to kill one before, says Avro-X. And then you end up, Stiltman goes, Colin's right. That was astonishing, quite astonishing. A bunch of people are dead. You just had your fit Now, Tony didn't, you know, hardly knew these people, but, you know, Avro and Stiltman, these were a bunch of people they knew, including stoatman's second-in-command. They are dead. They are done. And they're, oh, that's quite astonishing that you ended up doing that. And then Tony ends up saying, hey, you said there were more of these things out there, but what you built here is something beautiful. There's There's a bunch of people dead. Okay. You shouldn't have to lose any more of it. Okay. Maybe that means the people that are dead, right? And then they just say, you still men. then it's like, oh, oh, I get it. I'm supposed to be upset. Yar's loss is immeasurable. <laughs> you were just, just happy and talking about things you barely even, you know, reckon that, that she was dead along with a bunch of other people. And she, yar's loss was immeasurable, right? They don't even leave the scene here for Tony to then say, I'll step in. Um, what like really what like who is there a vote is there a, like what's going on here because they're oh what are you saying and he says uh, Colin will continue to run the colony patrol you know without anybody else because everybody's dead uh, but I'll help run the colony I want to help you I like it here the end but at least five or six people just died a horrific death. Because you ended up having to talk about the Unabeam, a- about how well I shot that in a minute, a hot minute. That's been oh my, and and also I had to change of clothes. I don't know if you realize this. I end up having you know outfit changes more than say, share, Lady Gaga. It's great. I mean, really, I I can do anything. I don't have my suits here, so don't ask me. But I can, and and so it's so ridiculous. Those people are dead, dead. Nobody cares. Oh, it's immeasurable. Eh, I think you'd measured it about an inch because you didn't care. You didn't care at all. Oh, maybe they'll have a funeral. (laughs) I I don't know. I have no idea. So nonsense. But again, with that, the concept is good. But you run, and that's the thing You run the danger when, when you start Talking about a writer and saying Oh my god, they're so smart And they, they're so clever and they do this and that And then I get at the end of this And I'm like, I really think that was One of the worst progressions uh, That any hero has had in years You know, this is almost like Again, Tom King, Batman He's dressed up as Magnum P.I. As Alfred gets his next step I mean, Tony was right there, he could have stopped it I don't know, it's been a hot minute <laughs> it's not now. All right. I think he's like, well, I could shoot this, but really have eyes on that second in command deal. I-, I really think I like that. And yeah, I'm going to let Yard die. Oh, what about the others, Tony? Yeah, collateral damage, I guess. But hey, you know, I- I'm surprised he's not already powering up on this. All the oh, let me uh, juice up. All right. That's great. But yeah, another Cree warrior who was a fan of The Wizard of Oz is bit in the dust. Oh, my God. R.I.P. But. Again, I'm going to go seven out of 10 because I think the art's great. Caboo's art is really good. I like the stuff with Stiltman, though I still kind of, you know, went and kind of, eh, well. And also with that, I also thought that some, some of the stuff here in the concept, I do like it. And I do like going on. Also, I want to point out because at points I saw some people with reviews saying that it was only Yar that ended up getting eaten. But at one point, you see. That there's at least four or five other people In this clenched fist of Ultimo And then he eats them And it's a big disgusting crunch Blood going everywhere R.I.P. But yeah, that's that Uh, Seven out of ten Again, art and some of the things The concept I like Tony being on this I just wish that maybe he struggled a little more He takes one, you know, cool walk in the morning Finds a power-up station pretty much forever With these Ultimo robots that are down uh, and then they end up playing some baseball with, and it looks like there's like a frog gorilla that is there for the catcher. Eh, pretty good idea for a catcher. It looks like like a one armed, uh, you know, vampire bats in the background as well, and also maybe one of the guys from the Star Wars cantina. They're all playing the baseball because you know they love baseball everywhere. Also, I love the idea too where Tony hits the ball. Avro's yelling, oh my god, a guy Hits a double in his first at bat, MVP But you see a guy with the ball right behind Avro, uh, uh, Tony's just Taking two steps, did that guy catch it? Or, or is he just Standing around, I, I or did, is this Space baseball? I don't know how to play that Space baseball. the guy Has the ball, <laughs> right behind you Look behind Avro, you're not even looking to see where the ball Went, plus you were the pitcher, I believe You know, please, don't, don't do this Nonsense, you know, don't celebrate Somebody got a hit against you, but yeah, all of this going on. Seven out of 10. That is it. I'm done. Done. I'm going to bed. Oh my, Tony. It's been a minute today. I'm going I, to laugh all night about it. It's just so goofy. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for everybody who joined me. Stork Brandon, Eric Shea, America's sweetheart. These are things that I'm trying to do more of to mix some things in. And as, as we go too, I did want to. Have a book of the week It's just my book of the week Of what I read including the stuff that we did On the Patreon but I'll tell you That Thor was my book Of the week and with that Let us look to see What we might be talking about next week I hope that Eric Will join me again Alien 5 Comes out next week I'll be talking About Captain Marvel Me and Brandon will be talking about Extreme Carnage Phage Number 1 We'll also be talking a bit of Miles Morales' Spider-Man. That's Miles Morales' Spider-Man number 28. Moon Knight number one, I believe, that My Man Stork might join me for that. And Reptile number three. And then some other things that we end up having are Thor Annual number one. And possibly Gamma Flight number two. That would be just me. But yeah, all those books coming out next week as well as me and my man Matt. Talking about Star Wars, Darth Vader, number 14, and Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters, Jabba the Hut number one on that deal. Two of those books that I mentioned will be on the Patreon-only spotlight, so we'll see which one those are. I would guess, if I'm going to be a guessing man, I would say that Moon Knight, number one, and Extreme Carnage Phage, number one, will probably be on the spotlight, so expect that. But if you want to listen to all those and get, even the spotlight. Go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. Check that all out. And you know, go to Twitter, WS Marvel Comics. You follow us, we'll follow you back 100 percent I think that's the nice thing to do. That's why I do it. And all that. All that jazz. But that is it. Thanks everybody. I hope you enjoyed this extended podcast. I think they will get a little longer as we talk about more and more books. And I promise I'll get things a little more what was I gonna say? A little more organized. You know, sometimes the things are all thrown together because I have to talk to so many people, but I will get it more organized, especially at the end here, because I completely forgot that I was going to do the book of the week and also talk about what we're talking about next week. So thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show and I'll talk to you later.